How are ya? That was good. How how are you? How are ya? I feel like I just sound like I'm old and beleaguered. How are you? Kind of. A little bit, you know? It's it's very How are ya? How are ya? How are ya? How are ya? I don't know. You're how are ya? You're giving me um what's his name? Mitch from Wolf Creek on it a little bit. Was his name Are Mitch? you telling me I, I'm getting a little bit of an Australian accent? No. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like, how are you? I don't know. Well, it's supposed to be less Australian, more Irish. That's sort of the language that we're going for today. Irish. Wow. Irish. Yes, okay. you say, you pronounce your eyes like you Oi. would oil. Wheel. Oil. Wheel. Irish. Irish. Oil glue. Yes. It doesn't work on that word. Light. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> glue. It does. Interestingly, it does work on plight, something that the Irish know plenty about. Interestingly <laughs> plight. enough. Plight. Plight. Right. Right. <laughs> so today we are Happy drinking. Happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, that's right. Yes. So we're drinking. Coming up. Because St. Patty's Day is coming up. Uh-huh. Which is very exciting. I found a, an old bottle of Irish liqueur in my uh, Yeah, we're... Um, <laughs> bar. So, this is episode five. We're very excited to have made it to episode five. This might be the last episode of the Haunted Heart podcast that you hear because this might kill us. Who knows? We wanted to get Bailey's, but we um, like ran out of time to get Bailey's this week. And so we found a bottle of St. Brendan's Irish cream liqueur, like hidden in one of Kenny's cabinets. In a cool, dark place. Definitely you're supposed to drink it within six months of, uh, of opening it. And it was uh, open, but, but reclosed. So I'm thinking, we're not entirely sure what the timeline on the Irish cream liqueur is, but like you're thinking it's definitely over a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, we're definitely looking at over a year. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely past probably, six months on this probably one. More. But hey, you know what? But we're going to do it. What doesn't kill us makes us... Gives us severe gas pain and yeah. probably diarrhea. Yeah. Okay. And vomiting, well, probably. You know, unlike the Irish. But hey. We have a very reliable emergency medical situation in this country. <laughs> So we have to figure out how to pay for it, of course, after we true, go. So true. it might actually be better to just well, die. Well, we all know a true Irish poisoning. Would be able to stand it regardless. A true Irish <laughs> is that what your biography is going to be? A true Irish. A true Irish. A tr- <laughs> Kenneth. A true Irish. Yes. Cheers. Jesus. Cheers. Cheers. Some ASMR action for you. What do you think? It's like a little bit too sweet, but I kind of think that about all Irish cream liqueur. It's not bad. I don't think it's going to kill me. That's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think it's spoiled. Um, It's interesting. Would be really good mixed in with something, though. Yeah. Like a coffee. We're drinking it straight on ice. That's true. Yeah, we're drinking it over the coffee, so... Yeah, we should have done coffee, but if I do that, I won't sleep because I'm an elderly person. So, you know, an elderly person who comes up to people and says, "How are ya? How are ya? How are ya, old sport?" Did you know most people 
are completely wrong when they say top of the morning. Top of the morning no, to you. That's not something. Really? I mean, it definitely seems says. like something that Hallmark made. Like, I, I would not expect to go to Ireland and be like, no, it's no, people no, see no, no, no. me on the street. Much more simple, just a short, sweet, how yeah. You know? Which is really, which is nice, you know? It's very warm. I'm about it. So, something that you should know about us before we get too deep into this podcast episode is that, um, Kenny recently did 23andMe. Was it 23andMe, Kenny? Yes, 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 it was. So he recently did the old spit test that tells you what your, like, genetic makeup is. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's been obsessed with Ireland ever since. I really have. I have kind of been, um, I've been studying our subject for a while now. So um, it's been really interesting to see that... You know, it came back. I was like seventy percent, like seventy percent Irish, which is <laughs> really weird, considering that I thought it was going to be more German than anything. Yeah, he's he's really going for it. He's going for it with that whole with that whole genealogy thing. I, on the other hand, um, haven't been like officially. I haven't done my official like genetic testing or anything like that um, yet. I'm interested in it, but I haven't done it yet. But I uh, have always known that I am Scottish. My mm-hmm. last name, I probably shouldn't give my last name on the podcast, but who cares? Um, you can find it on Google. Like, come on. <laughs> um, so my last name is Murray. And the Murrays were the biggest uh, army, the biggest clan. I know we had the biggest army. I think we were also the biggest clan. I definitely know we were the richest um, in Scotland. So Kenny's from Ireland, mm-hmm. genetically, and I <laughs> am traced back to Scotland. And Scotland, for those of you who don't know, is like the land of like the frickin' like if the curmudgeonly old lady <laughs> in the back of like any like PTA meeting room could be a country, it would probably be Scotland. Like Scotland's just like trying to fuck off and do their own thing all the time. And I love it. Um, I embrace that. So, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm Scottish. Watch me take the 23andMe test and I'm like Jamaican. Like 100%. French. You would get something like... I would like... be so mad. If I, would, I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just make it all up. I would be so mad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought it was going to be more German because that's where like my last name. I might as well give my last name too, right? Since we're sharing last names. Yeah. Uh, Strader uh, is actually uh, an Americanized version of Stroder. Mm-hmm. So the Irish part of my tree comes from my mother's side because mm-hmm. I have definitively traced back uh, my lineage uh, on my father's side, which goes back to the goes back to Germany. So uh, the Irish part is from uh, my mother's side. So I feel stuff. like I feel like this sounds like a commercial for Ancestry.com. It's not. They're not paying well, no, us. It's just we're not getting any of that good money. So you know what? Don't go there. Don't go to Ancestry.com. But it's really fun though. It's really interesting to sort of trace everything back. So um yeah. and even, you know, Irish history itself is like crazy with the mythology. And their history. It's sort of like mythology and fact actually seems to be sort of intertwined together. Yeah, it's uh, very intricate. Um, Because you have some certain myths and things which 
uh, I'm going to talk about, which could actually uh, be, you know, real people, but we're just sort of glazed over with that sort of mythological, magical brush. Um, so it's really interesting, but I actually found uh, out that there was a, uh, Ireland has a book of invasions, um, which tells... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A book of invasions. Wait, your country has been invaded so many times that you have a book <laughs> of invasions it's so that you can the... <laughs> keep track of and chronologically sort the vast array of invasions you have faced. Essentially. Okay, I'm Chapter just... Chapter one. Just clarifying that point. <laughs> Chapter, Chapter two. two. Oh, that one too. Oh, remember that? No, it was more or less like different people coming in and invading the country. A lot of it actually has biblical undertones to it, hmm. which is really interesting because some of the people that came over were said to be descendants of Noah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people that didn't make it onto his big giant boat. So they went to an island, like yeah. a tiny island in the yeah. middle of the ocean? They got on their own little thing and ocean? Like went over. Yeah. Where all the water yeah. is? Yeah, that thing. But anyway, um, so you actually, yeah, so you the book talks about several different groups of people that invaded Ireland. One of the most interesting ones, and they all sort of like had their moment and then died out. Something happened. They could never sustain themselves. Mm. Whether it be by plague or, you know, whatever. Something always happened that caused them to die out. Uh, up until, you know, the current people, which are said to be the last descendants of one of the invasions. Or the current descendants of the last invasion that took place. Mm. Um but one of the most interesting ones to me, actually, was this group of people called uh, the Nemedians, or Nemedians, however you want to say it. Uh, they came over, and they did fairly well for themselves, mm -hmm. right? Like, so they come over um, to this island, you know, they've got this really great guy leading him, leading them, um, and they got there, and they encountered this ancient race of people, supposedly, called the Fomorians. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know anything about Fomorians? I know you have a little bit of history on... I do. I do. Yeah. So, um, I know... I know of... I mean, I've always called the Fomorians the Fair Folk, and mm. I know of them mostly through... There's actually... If, if you guys are interested in um, what we're kind of getting into today, particularly the Fomorians or the Fair Folk, um, you would probably really enjoy um, a particular fantasy writer um, named Juliette Moreliar. Um, she is now... Fantasy's not like my big genre. Like, I'm not a huge, like, Lord of the Rings person or anything like that, but I absolutely love Juliette Moreliar. She is a fantastic writer, um, and she sort of weaves the Celtic mythology and other forms of mythology, um, fairy tales. She works with fairy tales a lot, too, um, traditional fairy tales, um, and she weaves that into these, like, incredibly ornate stories 
that are very detailed um, and most of the time center on a strong female character, which is very cool. Um, I highly recommend that you check her out. Um, she, You should start with the trilogy. Um, it's called the Seven Waters Trilogy. It's now been expanded to like six books or something. Um, but the first one is called Daughter of the Forest. The second one is Son of the Shadows. And the third one is Child of the Prophecy. It's it's fantasy, but it also has like some romance mixed in, but it's not cheap. It's It's very like... It's very well done and it's very well researched. So a lot of what I know about the fair folk come from the myths that I've kind of read of hers. When you um, were a little gothy high school kid, I'm assuming, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, I read her first book when I was 13. Um, and it was very... Um, it was a very adult book. Uh, it was very... Um, there's a... I guess I should probably tell people this if I'm recommending the book. Um but there's a particular uh, scene where a young girl is, is raped, like super brutally. Um, and that was the first time I had ever encountered anything like that um, in, you know, stuff that I was reading or TV or anything like that. And so that was um, kind of like in that sense, it was sort of a um, a book that I sort of see as ushering me into adulthood, mm. if that makes sense. Like, cause it was just, it wasn't what I mean when I say it's not cheap fantasy or it's not like the fantasy that you think of when you think of fantasy writing, um, is it's just so well, her storytelling is so, um, well told, um, from all different angles that you get to see the dark and you get to see the light. And there's, you know, there's just so much like duality and like, all the different spectrums. It's not like good versus evil. There's like chaotic neutral and yeah. all that. It's very much like Celtic mythology itself. Yeah. And that there is no clear good or evil. It's it's about, you know, it's more realistic than that. Yeah. And it's, and just because, and it, one thing that I've noticed is that you can start with a certain idea as far as, uh, you know, um, a specific type of, you know, creature or being, and then sometimes that it evolves into something else mm -hmm. as the mythology uh, grows mm -hmm. or gets older, you know, yeah. so. Of course it changes with each generation. I think um, that's the thing about mythology that makes it so interesting is that it evolves yeah. like that. But you don't really hear a lot about Irish mythology in general. Like, I feel like yeah. it really takes a back burner to some of the, you know, other myths and things that we yeah know. yeah i think i think we study we study a lot of greek in school greek mythology some somewhat egyptian yeah um norse yes. is huge yes yeah but i don't think there's a whole lot i don't think mainstream there's a lot of celtic mythology that's studied i mean beyond the basic symbols that everybody knows like the nod and like the clada mm -hmm. like things like that but yeah so it's really interesting, actually, because the stories are really amazing. So it surprises me that we don't talk a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and Ireland is full of creatures and folklore. It is so rich in folklore and magic and based in magic that it just surprises me that it's not, you know emphasized as much as it should be, I feel like. Hmm. 
Maybe that's just a little bit of pride coming out. I'm just like, you know. A little bit really of pride trying since to, like two months ago. He really discovered he was Irish. It. Really trying to stand it. No, I always thought I had a little bit in me. That's kind of what I was told from my on my mother's side through my grandmother. But I never really paid much attention to it. And I didn't think it was as big of a, you know, as much of a part of me as it is. You know, blood percentage wise, whatever. But anyway. Okay, um, Irish expert why don't you tell us a bit about celtic mythology give the people what they want well so anyway like i was saying uh you have these the fomorians which always sort of appear to be on the island like (laughs) nobody really knows exactly where they came from they just sort of are always there right um and each not each invasion but for the most part every invasion uh, the people that come over have to face the Fomorians, right? Mm. Some people say that uh, the Fomorians were actually pirates um, from Carthage, Carthaginia, Carthage, something. Carthage? Carthage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one that, that was area. burned by Rome? One of those, Salting yeah. Salting and burning? Okay. Yeah, that sort of, that empire, right? Sounds so, like solid research. Yeah. We're doing. No, no, no. Right. That empire. So some people think that they came from that empire and went uh, and sailed over into over into Ireland. And that's where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But they were given this like. This characteristic of being like demons almost. Like demons of chaos. Yeah, there's kind of two different. um, So for the Fomorians, there's kind of two different characterizations, right? There's there's the one that everybody kind of like knows. These are the folks who um, you hear the term fairy tossed around a lot, and when you think of fairies, like you think of little tiny sprite like Tinkerbell creatures. But there, these kinds of fairies from the fair folk aren't little tiny sprite-like creatures. They're, more, they're closer to, like, the elves in Lord of the Rings. They're big, tall, lean, thin. Well, we're getting our, our hairs crossed a little bit. The oh, Fomorians are we talking are not, about? Yeah. So the Fomorians are not the same as the other group that I'm getting That into. we're going to get... Yeah. Okay, no, I, jumped the, the, I jumped the gun. I jumped <laughs> the gun. No, the Fomorians are sort of... They're considered to be the opposite of who you're talking about. Okay. So the Fomorians were these uh, chaotic, warlike demons they really sort of represented a negative aspect Mm -hmm. of uh magic in general and just that sort of like anti everything good okay okay um and they were very aggressive and they fought every invasion and usually for the most part ended up winning right Mm -hmm. so then you get these people the nemedians who come over and they've got this really great guy who's leading him Mm -hmm. who uh you know just really sets them on the right path they fight the fomorians like there's like Four different battles that they win each time. So they win the four battles. And then a plague comes along. Damn. (laughs) Fucking plague. Don't you hate it when that happens? A plague comes along and just decimates the Nemedians, right? So... You know, the Fomorians. Fought then the Fomorians, take up... but you couldn't fight the blue. <laughs> no. 
Sure can't. No dice. So, they, the Fomorians, obviously are like, okay, oh, y'all all dying? Were oh. they, like, immune? Apparently. I yeah, because yeah, they were supposed to, they were like, you know, mm-hmm. these, they were supernatural in a sense. So, I think right. that they were sort of immune to it. Okay. Um, and Whereas the Numidians were human. Yeah, kind okay. of. Yeah. And so, they took advantage of that. And they conquered the Numidians, finally, uh, and in, wound up enslaving them for quite a while. Uh, I think for a couple centuries. Apparently, people lived very long lives, <laughs> which is not the, the case, but in myth, yeah. people live very mean, long lives. I mean, you know, lives. mythology. Right. Um, but a really cool fact is that the Fomorians uh, supposedly made them the Numidians give sacrifices to them hmm. as on on Samhain, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, this is a really okay. cool little connection. So on Samhain, the Fomorians uh, forced the Numidians to give them sacrifices of like uh, food, sometimes children. Oh, that's cool. What did they do with the children? <laughs> I'm not though? 100%. Huh. I think it was just, it's just glazed over as sacrifices that I they mean, were just given to the to the Fomorians. Children are kind of like a lot of work. Like they're a little bit of a pain. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know that I would want to be given one. Like certainly not at this point in life. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, I know. So. But, you know, with all things, they eventually grow tired of it. So the Numidians, do. yeah, the okay. Numidians uh, get really tired of it, and so they rise up in this great. So we have like rebellion. an I am Spartacus moment. Yeah, they like get into this huge battle. It's like the battle to end all battles, right? Because you know they're fight at this point. They're like we have nothing left to lose, right? So either we just all die fighting because we're not going to live in the slavery anymore, right? right? Or we're going to fucking kick your ass. Either way you go about it, right? Mm-hmm. Solid. So they actually rise up and defeat them. For the, Well, they thought they defeated them. Um, and they thought they defeated them. And then all of a sudden, uh, th- these Fomorians, these, uh, this other group of Fomorians like, came out of nowhere and really just destroyed the Nemedians. So the Nemedians had like a moment of victory where they were like, yay, we won. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, like two groups. Yeah, two. there were like two Fomorian like kings or warriors, if you will, that were sort of doing their own little thing off somewhere. And then when they heard the battle, they came in a little late, but Came in nonetheless. Late to the party. That's all right. But they Everybody shut the party tired. down. There you go. <laughs> they shut there the party down because at that point the Nemedians were tired. Right. They lost uh, their sense of, you know, they lost their um, their defenses, really, or their defenses were down. So right. they came in and just like hmm. destroyed them. So only about 30 people, 30 Nemedians survived the battle. Hmm. And what they did was they fled. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, good choice. Yeah, they fled. I, I applaud it. Right. Sounds like a good decision. So they fled. And some uh, go east. East and become the Brits. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, some go south and become this group of people called the Fairbogs. Hmm. And some go north and become the Duladedanans. There we go. Yes. That's the group of people I was talking about. Here's where um, I know some information. Yeah, so <laughs> a little bit. Here's where so, I know a marginal bit of information that may or may not be accurate at all. Well, the Brits, you know, they're doing their own, you know, you don't really hear much from them after I that. Mean, like, they go the off, Brits. they become British, and it then they're conquer, like... <laughs> you know, most of the world, and the sun never sets on the British Empire, but right. that part's boring. <laughs> Let's study the potato people, right? Like, come on. But what I'm saying is, they go off and do their own thing, and they don't really come back to Ireland, right? They're done. Yeah. They start I mean, well, they, they well, they do. do, and but, Ireland's pretty mad about it. But... Initially. In mythology, that the, yeah. the Nemedians that went there did not come back. They did their own thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they came back later, you know, hey, that's history, right? Spoiler alert, they <laughs> did. So anyway, um, so then Ireland's left to the Fomorians for a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. And the Fairbogs, which went uh, to the east, mm-hmm. or no, they went south, excuse me. They went down to Greece. Um, and the fucking Greece, <laughs> the people of Greece enslaved them. <laughs> cool. Damn it. Damn it. For 230 years. Damn it. The wrong decision. You left <laughs> They landed. Island. Hey, the weather's like, better in Greece. Yeah, that's true. The weather is better in Greece. If I had to choose, I would choose Greece. Yeah. And, well, they didn't have as, you know, their luck wasn't as great as the... The Thuadidanans, because they went north and became, like, magical super creatures, right? So they learned magic from the north. Okay. So is that where they, the, so, to catch you guys back up, (laughs) the people that I was talking about before, um, the fair folk, that's the Thuadidanans. Yes. That's where, so the fair folk are these, like, really cool um, magical creatures that are, that's where the fairy sort of lore came from um but instead of being like tinkerbell fairies these are very tall very beautiful very Mm -hmm. thin um sculpted features like supermodels like imagine like i don't know like Liv tyler as her elf creature yeah i mean that's kind of exactly what in lord of the rings like that's that's basically the fair folk um but they were super tall um they were considered gods essentially For the most part. Sort of. Yeah. At at that time. Again, that goes back to everything sort of evolving. Like, they Mm -hmm. go from gods and then, you know, to what they currently are, which are the fair folk. Yeah, they're currently sort of an in-between place. They're not a deity that is worshipped, but they're this really cool in-between sort of... Kind of like how we were talking about last week with voodoo. Like, the Gedes that Mm -hmm. are kind of like go-betweens for... Like, not actual gods' gods, but kind of like almost like saints in the Catholic religion, kind of the go-betweens. That's kind of what the fair folk are, except for the fair folk, like, could give a fuck about literally anything other than their own parties and stuff. Like, that's my impression, is that, like, they just want to chill and have a great time, and they, like, will sometimes fuck with humans that, like, invade their space just Mm -hmm. for kicks and giggles, but, like, they could care less about literally anything. Right. Is that yeah? No, I mean okay. that's kind of how it is. So they they go up they go up north, uh, and they hone their magical abilities, 
And the people that up north sort of, they gave them four different, they gave them four islands to live on. Um, Are those called the Light Isles? I'm not 100%. Okay. Um, I, I don't think anybody really knows where those four islands, from what I've researched, I don't think are. those are those are known, what those okay. four islands would have been. Okay. Um, but they were given four small islands to sort of uh, live and sort of train and hone their own magical abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the meantime, you have the Fairbogs, right, which are being enslaved, and they get tired of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we're done. I mean, let's go back to our motherland, right? So, let's go back to our motherland. They sneak away. I think they steal some ships, uh-huh. and like decide they're going back to to Ireland. So, obviously, nobody has. So, are uh, these sorry because it's mythology? You kind of, I kind of need to clarify it. Are are these the same people who went to Greece, or are these the ancestors of the people who went of the? They're the ancestors. They're, okay. they're like they're, so they're the, like the people. Removed. They're the yeah, a little bit. Okay, so it's not like people who were in Ireland that went to Greece that got enslaved and then went back to Ireland. This, no. These are like the kids of the people who yeah, these are like their ancestors. From, so they've this never is been after to like Ireland a couple before. of centuries. Okay, all right. you know. Okay, so but you know, obviously knowing their history, they're like, let's go back. Sorry, also looked up Light Isles while I'm uh, interrupting, and the Light Isles are a uh, are a fictional. They are actually the the name of a duology by Juliet Marillier. So that is uh, not real, and instead <laughs> a fictional place uh, from a fantasy book. So there we go. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify <laughs> that's uh, not real, but I do recommend that you read that duology. Well, Continue. Yeah. So. They decide they're going back to Ireland. They arrive. Surprisingly, nobody has invaded it since. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and strangely enough, they actually, this group of people, for whatever reason, the Fairbogs, mm-hmm. um, never encounter the Fomorians. Interesting. So they did never they just kind of cut issues. them a break? I don't know. They just sort of disappear within the, the Fairbogs sort of rule Ireland, and they do it very well. Uh, and they're actually known um, as like one of the great um, sort of beings or ancestors of Ireland. Whereas some of the other ones that came in and sort of failed and died off, like the Fairbogs are like still noted today. Hmm. Do you think that that? Do you think that the Tuatadanen had anything to do with that? Yeah, they actually. Do you think that they kind yeah. of like? Well, no, see, they, the Thuadadanen at the same them? time. No. 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 They didn't protect them. No. Okay. By no means did they protect them. Okay. Um, they I mean, actually... that doesn't sound very much like the Fair Folk because the Fair Folk mm-hmm. love chaos. So, that, I mean, like, I could see them just. No, the Fair Folk, like, relentlessly. they decide that we're coming back. Okay. <laughs> and at this point, the Fomorians have been there, had been there for 32 years at this mm-hmm. point. So, the Fair Folk come in and they're said to have flown in on great big ships that had like clouds of smoke surrounding Mm -hmm. them or like a great mist is how they landed in ireland Uh, and some people actually think they sailed over and then burned their own ships because they're like we're here to stay interesting so they burn their own ships as sort of an act of like listen we're coming to fucking conquer this place and we're Mm -hmm. gonna win Mm mm-hmm I like we're it. We're not going to flee. It's a confidence boat. Yeah. I like it. 
It's good. Uh, so that's where they thought the smoke and the mist came from because they set fire to their own ships. Hmm. Um, so then you have this tension between the <laughs> between the Fairbogs, which are, you know, thriving, and, you know, the fair folk, which come in. And the Fairbogs are sort of described as being very earthly people. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very hard Good workers. Good God, was that the cat? Sorry, I don't know if you guys heard it, but there was like just this massive thump. They probably and I'm didn't. pretty sure that that was the cat running into the table. Good God! No, he jumped up. Um, so I'm they... very sensitive to sound issues this episode, Kenny. Oh God, we yeah, we did. had a fucking like white noise machine running in the last episode Listen, last episode it was hot as hell we oh had the ac God. running and we didn't think about it until after the fact and we were almost done and the ac okay. was like completely all up in the background Sorry. so we do apologize yeah. but it was but in our defense it was really hot it was we, we are gonna not do that again however um they probably yeah. didn't hear that though and then you just made i mean <laughs> and then you just made that same they probably i mean <laughs> I feel like they probably know by now. If they're in episode five, I think they understand very clearly that we don't have a sound person. No, we don't. So <laughs> there you go. It's just us. This is what you get. But the, um, so going back, the Fairbogs actually were considered to be very hard workers. They were sort of people of the earth almost. Um, just very good down to earth sort of type of people hard workers they farm the lands made it their own you know they were farmers uh, yeah i mean it sounds like they were farmers a little bit um and the fair folk which i'm just gonna say because i'm not gonna keep trying to say i mean i think every time way cooler the fair folk they came in and um so they were like listen guys (laughs) We're here now. So we burned the ships, they started we fighting. The thing. Yeah. So then they started fighting. So then you had the Fairbogs and the Fair Folk, which fought it they, they fought each other. But in the end it said that the Fairbogs fought so valiantly and so well that the Fair Folk were actually like Okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take over most of the land, right? But we're going to let you have a small piece of it to yourself so that you can live over here, do your own thing, farm your own lands, have your own people, and we won't bother you. And then that's what happened. Yeah, that's that's a cool element of the fair folk that um, is definitely present in all the literature um, about them is that they're they're very... They're not, they have this weird sense of justice and they have this weird sense of morality where they're not totally evil. They're not like demon creatures. Um, but then they're not all, they're not really a force for good either. They're kind of like the ultimate chaotic neutral where they do their thing and they're kind of self involved and selfish, but they recognize these weird traits in humans mm-hmm. um, that they will reward. Um, so there's a lot of like funny and even a little bit later we can get into, um, actually I have some of the, um, stories of what happens if you cross the fair folk, um, the kind of negative 
things that could happen if you cross them the wrong way. But I mean, they do kind of have an interesting relationship with other groups, especially humans, um, where they kind of reward these weird, like fighting very valiantly, Mm -hmm. you know, that for some reason that strikes. And I think it comes down to being genuine, like the really genuine traits of fighting so valiantly or, you know, being selfless or something like that, that kind of like seems to have an impact on them. The Fairbogs killed a lot of their people too. Yeah. So like it, yeah. that was, they were like I, I guess they were like they were a little shook you know yeah. <laughs> they were like listen they came in with all of this you know magical prowess and um and then to sort of have a really good fight being put up with the uh, you know these people who are essentially still related to them I mean they come right. from the same people right um the Namedians right yeah so I guess they sort of recognized their own. You know, they saw greatness, right? And said, you know, well, they're not a merciless people. I think is the key. No, 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 because they were still considered again to be on that more, even though they weren't a hundred percent good. They were still in that spectrum a little bit, right? As opposed to the Fomorians, which were all sort of negative. So, Hmm. and then, so what happened to the Fomorians? Yeah, like where did they they do? What are they doing in all this? Are they just? They don't show up until the fair folk win against the Fairbogs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they just, maybe the Fomorians liked the Fairbogs. They were mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to leave them alone. Um, or if, or or what. But when the Fair Folk assumed the majority control over Ireland, mm-hmm. the Fomorians were like, <laughs> excuse me? Sorry, you forgot about us, right? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so then you have this great battle between... Um, the fair folk and the Fomorians. And it's really interesting because you have some characters, which I'm not going to get into because there are so many um, characters involved like with on the, the fringes. wars. Yeah, yeah. French characters. So yeah. you have um, some people uh, were actually, like, they intermarried, even mm-hmm. though they were at odds with each other. Yeah, I mean, that you always the happens. And, yeah. uh, the Mixing. fair folk, you know, had people that were... Um, you know that started different races i'm sure yeah so but it eventually um it ends with the fair folk winning and then you don't really see the fomorians anymore so it the fair folk are sort of credited with finally destroying the the fomorians hmm. and they're said to have been like pushed off into the sea mm-hmm. so they're to this day, the Fomorians sort of take on like a a sea aspect now, like hmm. sea creatures and sea demons mm-hmm. that now live in the sea, right? As opposed to which land. makes sense because the Fair Folk are very much associated with land and particularly yeah. the forest and nature, and, and that kind of makes you sense. Think so. about it. Going back to what people think the origins of the Fomorians were as a pirate, you know, sort of mm-hmm. community, like. Mm-hmm. They kind it of went sort back. Of went back to yeah. that. Interesting. Um, and the fair folk ruled for quite a while until the Malaysians came in, and the Malaysians are actually um, considered to be the modern day, ans- or the ancestors of the modern day Irish people. Hmm. And they, of course, had their own battle, and right. the Malaysians won and struck a pact with the fair folk. And that pact mm-hmm. was that the Malaysians would take above ground. In this world, 
mm-hmm. and the fair folk would live underground or in, you know, the other world. So have you. Right. So that's sort of that, that's sort of the history between, um, between the different types of people. But what I think is really interesting, though, is um, the fair folk were said to have brought four mystical objects that they brought back with them, which to me remind me of the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And you know I love my tarot. Mm-hmm. And you know that I received my tarot cards in a really weird way, which we'll get on, which we'll talk about that in another episode, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they brought with them a magical sword, which is part of the tarot, uh, a magical cauldron, which I kind of see as a version of the cup. Right, yeah. Uh, a spear, I see that. which I consider to be the wand. Yeah, I can see that too. And the stone, which I consider to be the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting that like when I was reading that and they brought those over, I was like, that sort of reminds me of the tarot a little bit. The four, um, the four houses of the tarot. And another interesting part is that sometimes these Fomorians were described as having the body of a man and the head of a goat. Oh, interesting. Am I a descendant of the fair folk and the Fomorians? Oh, my God. Who knows? I mean, do you look like Liv Tyler in freaking Lord of the Rings? Who knows? I'm filled with a sudden fear that that's not Liv Tyler. It's probably not. God. She looks so much like her, though. Like, I feel like I may have made... I'm hearing no, the that is Liv Tyler. ghost of nerds past raging against me. From it having made that mistake. Is it? No. I feel like it is. It totally Liv is. Tyler, right? Nobody yes, has lips yes. like that but Liv Tyler and eyes. No, I mean, that was Liv Tyler. freaking gorgeous. That was yeah. for sure Liv Tyler. Okay. All right. Cool. But I just thought that that was interesting because, you know, that's sort of learning about my genealogy and then, I don't know, I just thought it was an interesting connection between the tools that they brought over as the tarot, which I, which I do read, and then, you know, the body of a man and the head of a goat. That was my inspiration for last year's Halloween costume. I could literally show you guys pictures of that, which we will post. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. It was just, I was like a little, hmm, interesting. Hmm. So. Cool. So that kind of is the very convoluted history <laughs> of Celtic mythology. Good job. That's like not an easy story to tell. So good it's job really handling the not... twists and turns and invasions and so many invasions. Yeah. So many different characters and people and gods and kings and you know it. It's a lot. It's yeah. very. <laughs> it can be very very confusing. convoluted, and that's a much simplified yes. version of it too. Yes. So. Um, but they're not the only. You know, they're not the only creatures that. I personally have had a long, I mean, I told you guys that I first was introduced to the Fair Folk through um, Juliet Morellier's books at age 13, um, and I've, of course, read them ever since, um, and I I'm, have always been fascinated by, by the Fair Folk, but more than that, like, sort of agents that do operate in the chaotic neutral space. Like, I just think it's interesting um, 
the things that they like I think it's interesting that they're not necessarily a force for good but they're not necessarily a force for evil and they're kind of connected to nature and the forest and like the duality of man and like all of that kind of rolled into one entity to me they always seemed like a balancer of yeah you know what i mean so like if it tipped in one way or the other then right it was their job to correct it yeah there's i mean and then there's different so there's different ways to look at them like so there are people who who look at the fair folk as as full of whimsy and that's not necessarily how how they operate they do have a structure a hierarchy of you know of ruler um which we don't necessarily have to get into that but it's it's similar to like a court um but so they're not just like total chaos agents um but they do sort of tend to take a sort of glee or interest in in human suffering um not that they're totally against you know just like with um just like with the fair bogs you know they recognize that their enemy fought valiantly and and you know showed mercy for that um but there have been you know many stories of things that can happen when a human um un, sort of unwittingly crosses the fair folk and crosses into their other world um so there are portals all through uh, the the woods, usually out in nature, and it's said that sometimes when you so everybody usually the one that everybody always knows is the mushroom circle. Mm, yes. So when you see a mushroom circle, it's supposed to be evidence that the fair folk had a party there and they've been dancing um, in that in that uh, area around and around in a circle, and that that's why the mushrooms grow and. Yes, and there's actually a scientific explanation for why mushrooms grow. But I actually in You're eighth not grade, a scientist, right? in eighth grade when <laughs> I learned, I am not. But in eighth grade when I learned that, I was so upset that I had been taught that because I was so like, and I support learning. I totally do. But like, I actually remember like actively choosing to believe <laughs> the myth over the scientific reality, which is that like. The way that mushrooms roots work, they grow out from like a central point in the ground, and then it makes sense that they're all in a circle because they're all connected to this like center hub or whatever. It's scientific garbage. Well, Fairies <laughs> have been dancing on well, the ground. Well, I, I personally am a firm believer in the marriage between science and magic. Me too. Me so too. I think, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think yeah. the fairies were dancing and Absolutely. something scientifically happened that caused them, that caused the mushrooms to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm a huge like believer in, um, and there's, you know, there's like definitely not time to get into it on the episode today, but there's like that kind of thinking where science and mythology kind of come together to create a version of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I definitely believe in marrying the two. Um, so that's the way that everybody kind of, that's the one that everybody kind of knows. But um, did you know how you can tell when you're walking in the woods whether you're about to cross into a realm of the fair folk? What signs to look for? How am I supposed to know if I'm walking into a group of fairies? Hmm. Not necessarily into a group of fairies, but crossing into the other realm where the fair folk live. Crossing from our world into the other world. So I know that there's like some 
like stones, right? Yeah. A pile so, of stones. Like piles of stones. So if yeah. there's if there's a pile of small stones that's like been sort of obviously stacked, that's said to be a key. Um, especially if there's two and you walk between them, that's said to create sort of a door. Another thing to look for is orbs, um, floating mm. lights that that appear to be leading you in a particular direction or another. Um, from what I've read, if you start seeing the orbs, it's probably a little bit too late because the fair folk sometimes, while they tend to react very strongly, which we'll get into in a second, to people crossing into humans crossing into the other world, um, sometimes they get bored. And so they'll decide to play a trick on a human and they'll they'll appear as these like floating orbs of light and they'll sort of lead you and you kind of fall into like a little bit of a trance and they lead you into the other realm hmm. and then and then no bueno and then not good <laughs> usually no bueno um so things that um result from going into the other world with the fair folk um a lot of things a lot of stories that have been told uh report lost time um Many stories exist of a person waking from a prolonged sleep to take a single step and then crumble into the dust. Mm. And there are at least two reported incidents of the subject returning to consciousness and to their long-dead families over 100 years later to the general confusion of everyone around who, had, who knew them to have disappeared 100 years ago. And the reason that it's kind of been put forth for that is that time works differently in the fairy realm. Um, if you watched, was it the last season or the second season? Are we going into season? True Blood? Yeah. Are like we connecting you, if, our if vampire you, episode with this If one? you watched that season of True Blood that had fairies in it, it was mostly garbage about the fairies, but the part about crossing into the other realm and time functioning differently, that was spot on. The part about eating food was also spot on. So if you eat the food of the fair folk, you can never return to the to the to our world, mm. to our realm. Um, I would that would suck because I would. You're cursed. <laughs> you know, I would yeah. be like, ooh, food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's a, th- those two things were right. Okay, and then uh, everything else True Blood did was horribly wrong. <laughs> Got it. I remember watching like aghast as that was like happening on that show i was like god and then i think like a season later it was over so didn't didn't work out too well um the other thing that the fair folks so i told you that like sometimes they um are harsh with their punishments for crossing into their realm um and time does move differently there but they do get bored so the fair folk have been known to cross into our realm and steal children Oh, I've heard about those. Mm-hmm. That's what you call the changelings, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So sometimes um, they will steal our children and replace them with their own in uh, changeling sort of situations. That was also a movie with... Uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. That was a really, really good movie. Um, yes. So they will switch... Um, they will create the changelings where they, they steal a human child and then they take, um, they replace it with some like odd sort of slightly off shadow creature child. Yeah. Honey. Doesn't sound The rude. baby has a black cloud around like The baby him. appears to be a shadow creature. Um, just give him. Might want to call just, the pediatrician. <laughs> Maybe some Pedialyte. Just, just, 
Just give him his passy or nappy, whatever they call them. It'll be fine. So, um, and what what the fear folk do with the human children is not necessarily clear. Um, it's kind of a subject shrouded in mystery as to what they are stealing those children for. You're giving me a look. Well, do you know? Well, no, not really. I was just trying to think, like, because don't they in some cases replace them with almost like or like fairy-like people or who can pass? Because... I guess it depends they, on like, the story. I guess it would depend on the story, yeah, but I thought that because it was a changeling that it it looked like your child, but not quite in yeah. some instances. So I don't know if it Usually was like... Usually what a, they describe is like kind of jewel-eyed, like slack jaw, hmm. not quite all there. I mean, honestly, like they're kind of describing a mentally challenged child like all the descriptions kind of sound like that but like well i'm sure that could have root in it too you know what i mean just be that somebody had down syndrome like you know like no and that was i mean could be an excuse that which from back then yeah back then that they would have given so but do you know how to um cure the changeling i have not heard about how to cure the changeling so the traditional cure is to lock the changeling in a hot oven. (laughs) And it comes with the heavy disclaimer that there's no guarantee you'll get your child back. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a... That's a a high-stakes gamble. You know? Wait, is the oven on? What if it just is your child, but they, like, didn't get enough sleep last night? What if they're sick? Or what if you had a friggin' crazy lady as your mother and they just wanted to kill you and mm-hmm. threw you in the oven? <laughs> maybe that's what happened to the witch in Hansel and Gretel. Maybe. Maybe they were, maybe maybe she they was were changelings and she was just trying to, you know, kill those evil changelings. Oh, it's like an alternative, what are they, like alternative fairy tales? Uh-huh. It's like, uh, it's like Wicked. Yeah. Or, um, oh, what was that? Maleficent. Yeah. Write it. Yeah. We'll be millionaire. <laughs> So, um, another interesting thing that can happen, um, besides burning your child (laughs) in the oven. Yeah. You know, if that's not enough for you. So another, another interaction, I guess, that we, uh, can have with, um, the fair folk, um, are, it's called, (laughs) this is really interesting. It's called wire sex. Okay. You know I always got to bring it back to sex. Yeah, wire sex. Wire sex. So the fair folk, it's 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 like a really interesting. I'm not sure. There's different iterations of it where like some people say that it it results from them cuz they have like a their usual like I guess presentation is as the tall gorgeous elves from lord of the rings this mm, is all yes. i want you to see every time you look at them right. fiery hair was also a, a trait which yes. makes sense because yes, we're an yes um but then they had like smaller versions like in some stories they can kind of like transform to a smaller size that's more like a traditional fairy what you would imagine so um in that sort of strand of the myth um basically what happens is your hair becomes really knotted 
And some people say that that's because the fair folk have been dancing in it mm. during the night for their parties. Um, but apparently, like, they have this... Um, they seem to throw a lot of parties. They do. And they have this interesting obsession with hair. Um, and it says it, if, a, if a fairy... If a fair folk has turned their attention to your hair, you'll find a comb won't help. You have to cut the knot out. You can't, you can't brush through. You start getting. I mean, it's basically like my mom used to call them rats' nest when yes, I was down in the south. That was a rat that nested absolutely in Absolutely, a rats' nest. And when I was ten, she actually cut my hair off to like my earlobes, and it was awful. It was a terrible bowl <laughs> cut because I wouldn't let her brush it because I was God. very tender-headed. It was it was not a good look for I'd me. I'd love to have seen that. Yeah. So, um, an interesting sort of modern day take on this that I thought was kind of interesting is instead of tangling your hair, what they'll do is, um, tangle your cords. So chargers, phone chargers, laptop chargers, headphones, and all those like annoying little tangles that take you, you know, minutes of your day to get out are said to potentially be left by the fair folk and who knows? Well, that's a, they're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of their thing, though. Like, you, you know, like they delight in, they delight in... Um, well, they're probably a little bit salty from having to go away when the Malaysians came in and told them. You know what I mean? Like, when they lost that battle. Mm-hmm. They're probably a little salty from, you know... I don't know. I don't know, that, I don't know that it's, like, vindictiveness. I think they just... I mean, if you look back at their history like they they just seem to be little chaos agents and i think they're kind of i I, one site that i read in researching called them sociopaths Mm. because they just kind of and and i don't know that i totally agree with that because i don't know that a sociopath is capable of some of the um more generous moves that the very that the fair folk make because there are stories of them like helping a human or like a human who's been in the fair folks realm who actually does get to go back to their family and they're not like aged and blah, 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 blah. And they show the proper respect to the fair folk and the fair folk kind of accept that and are, are lenient, I guess Mm, with them. So I don't know that I would call them sociopaths. I just think that they have their own sense of morality. Um, Yeah. Makes sense. And I think it revolves around respect and also, you know, genuineness. Um, but yeah, so the wire sex thing is—it's uh, a term for when all your wires get all tangled up together, and why is it? No are one they, knows are, are why. They, are the fairies having sex in or around no, your I headphones? Think, no, and then no, that's how they get tangled no, no, no. up. I don't like, think it involves copulation at all. I think it's just um, like when everything's tangled together. Like the definition of wire sex on like Urban Dictionary is when a bunch of cords get tangled together. Uh-huh. So. The fair folk are said to be, in some circles, responsible for for that, which totally makes sense to me because it's like a minor inconvenience that is like such a. It's not devastating annoyance. to you. It's not actually harming right. you right. or upsetting any sort right. of like delicate, you know, balance. It's just a little mischievous. Yeah, it's just a little tiny fuck you. <laughs> so, yes, that's really um, cool. Yeah, so. I thought that was particularly interesting. Um, and you don't, like... Because, you know, like I said, it's we said in the start, it's St. Patrick's Day coming up. Mm-hmm. And you don't really... 
a lot of this, you know, the fairies and the Fomorians and all of that stuff um, was said to be, well, you know, you have St. Patrick who, uh, he banished snakes from Ireland, supposedly. Did Sorry, you? what? He banished snakes from Ireland. Like, well, okay, so here's the deal. There were never snakes there to begin with. Right, I mean, it's an <laughs> island. So, like, how did, did they take a boat over fact, from, I like, the mainland? Nah. Did the snakes, like, charter a ship and then just, like, but the story, come over and burn it? Because they knew that probably. they were taken over? Well, you know, it has something to do with ice and the weather and all of that stuff. So, it you know, uh, snakes were never able to get Right. Over there. Yes. I think there and the was fact literally that it is only surrounded by water on all yeah. sides. Yeah, that too. Big, but there one reptile did make it over. <laughs> there is one reptile um is it that the is frog? found. No, no, that's a no, that's an amphibian. Sort of, no, it's some sort of lizard creature. Oh. He he <laughs> he made it over. Nobody else did. Damn. Um but anyway, no, he said Saint Patrick is said to have banished the snakes from Ireland, which is why, you know, there are no snakes, but obviously like we said there were never snakes there to begin with. But some people say that by snakes, he actually banished, he banished magic, pagan religions, oh, fair folk, yeah, all of know, that the stuff. The Catholics so they were not were, having that. Yeah, and, you know, and a lot of yeah. the religions at the time and pagan religions, um, again, were sort of seen as evil, the devil, what have you. So St. Patrick sort of came in and... Uh, established Christi- Christianity in Ireland, and as such, banished all of the fair folk, the, you know, changelings, uh, all of the creatures, all of the magic, all of that mm-hmm. away into the water. So. With the Fomorians. Yes. Interestingly. With, with the Fomorians, interestingly enough. So, um, which makes me kind of mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it survived or whatever, but... Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I still kind of feel like, mm. I mm. mean, I doubt, I mean, because if, if we look at the lore, you know, the fair folk live in the other realm. So how could they be banished if you're banishing them from this one? But that, I yeah, think, but that's I think why they're much you, more clever But that's supposedly that. why you don't see them as much mm-hmm. anymore. Because supposedly when they were first, they first went to the the other world or whatever you would see them pop up more and more in his you know mm-hmm. in history right they would be more, more interactive mm-hmm. and then you know christianity comes in and just destroys everything <laughs> <laughs> well way to bum everybody out um i feel like we just we just want to use saint patrick's as an excuse to friggin drink so there you go so there you go one more drink yeah cheers again god we haven't died oh, this yet is watered down Oh, yeah, that's mostly water. Great. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Oh, water and then, like, a really, really strong cream taste. Mm-hmm. Not good. And no liquor. Whew. Not at all. Oh, that was bad. Okay. All right. <laughs> mm, I'm glad that one was the end. So what do you have to take us out today? You have something Um. So planned? I just have an Irish blessing okay. that I would like, you know, for us to both sort of say, and it's just... A nice little note to end off on uh, and just to sort of send out some good vibes and good energy to our okay. listeners. Okay. So, 
we'll start. And okay. One, two, three. May, may your, your troubles, troubles be less. less. May, may your blessings, blessings be more. Nothing, nothing but happiness shall come through your door. door. <laughs> that was great. Yay! So nothing but happiness will come through y'all's door. So I hope you want that. I mean, you are listening to like a podcast on the macabre. Well, Maybe you no, want like the terrible as well. So I mean, we've got to give them a good balance. We can't always That's be true. dark and like you know. We've got That's to true. pay tribute to yeah. the magic and the you know the fair folk deserve their chance too. That's true. Well, I mean, they're pretty formidable themselves. So if you find yourself in the other realm. Best words of advice that we can give you Don't are, eat the food. Well, try not to eat the food. But also, respect, genuineness, more respect. Yes. <laughs> um, and maybe you make it out in the next millennia. I would say so. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you might befriend one, might marry one. Who knows? Yeah. That I'm has sure that been known to happen. Yeah, that has been known to happen. All right. So... So until next time, we went through a whole episode in Irish history and did not even mention leprechauns not once. I feel like I'm fairly God proud. Damn it. We almost <laughs> made it. We almost made it. We were at the sign off. We were at the freaking sign off, and then you bring up Lucky Charms. No, 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 no. I think that's a good thing. I think that would be expected. So I'm glad we went. Uh, I like the subjects that we went that we talked about today. I think they're very, very interesting. So all right. Well, I'm getting the fucking death stare. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna rein in our resident Irish lad next episode. <laughs> All right, until next time, you guys. Stay spooky and also stay creepy because apparently we have two sign offs and they're different. Wait, did you episodes. talk to them about YouTube? Uh oh, we're on YouTube. <laughs> Go listen to us. Um, actually, yeah, I probably should talk about this. Um. So our, uh, we are definitely on the iTunes podcast app, which is absolutely where you should listen to us. Mm -hmm. If you have an Apple device, if you have a Mac or a iPhone, that's what they're called. iPhones. (laughs) Um, however, um, for people who are on Droid, I know some people can get us through SoundCloud and some people can't. Um, so if you, uh, go to YouTube and search the Haunted Heart Podcast Mm -hmm. and then scrolly rolly about halfway down the page, um, you will find our creator page or you can just search under creators if you know how to do that. Um, and all of our podcasts are posted there, um, so that you can listen to them while you're at work on your computer, um, or you can listen to them, you know, if you're a droid user, um, you should be able to get access that way. Um, they're also on our website, which is www.thehauntedheart.com. Um, yeah. And they're also on SoundCloud. So, and as always, please like, share, subscribe, sharing and subscribing are the bomb. And if you want to give us a five star review, that is great. And if you I'm want to give us comments. a one star review, then don't fuck off. Maybe don't. <laughs> if you're thinking about giving us a one star review, um, you can go to the land of the fair folk and stay there forever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're part fair folk. You don't know. Remember that respect thing? There you I, go. I already told you that I thought I was, so there you go. Okay. Well, this is the lo- longest sign off ever. That's fine. Because so. it's our podcast and we can do whatever the fuck we want. So we're going to end on a one, two, three, bye. One, two, three, bye. Bye.